2: Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how are you doing? What's going on over there?
1: Uh, well, um, I d- had no idea we were doing a podcast record, so I turned up half an hour late. So I'd like to apologise uh, in front of the uh, Abroad Japan universe and listenership uh, to Chris and say, sorry Chris. I didn't realize uh because i didn't write down my <laughs> calendar properly You're uh, and also i I just needed that little half an hour lie in uh, it's now seven o'clock in the morning and we're now recording it japan podcast, which is fine so um for to get me up and about I've got some a w root beer why do we have root beer in England? is it a thing in Japan all that much why don't why why um, isn't root beer in every goddamn drinks fountain in every goddamn Um, burger place in the whole of the UK, because root beer is (laughs) the superior drink. It is pretty good. Whenever I go to uh, Canada
2: with Charlotte, I always get a Barks root beer. Different brands. NW's all right. Barks Barks is where the action is, but I have an unhealthy addiction to root beer. Whenever I go to Canada, I drink like... Ungodly amount, and I feel awful afterwards
1: because my body's like <laughs> 90% have, root beer and sugar. Well, you know. we have like, um, we have dandelion and burdock, don't we? Which is kind of similar, but it doesn't have that wonderful sort of chemical sort of medicine taste to it, which I really respect <laughs> in a drink. If I had my way, I'd drink that sort of um, banana antibiotics that kids drink 24 7 Banana antibiotics. Do you remember when you were a kid, you used to have have antibiotics, if you had a fever or something, they'd give you antibiotics before they realised that antibiotics is really problematic to give you loads of it. And they'd give you it, it would be banana flavoured. Were you born in the 19th century? What is this? What do you mean? It was antibiotics and it tasted like banana. It was delicious. And I just want everything to taste like that. (laughs) That's the North-South England divide right there. Banana antibiotics up
2: in North England. My God. (laughs) I feel bad that you say. Oh, I had a lie in. I got up at seven. I had a lie in. Mm. I got up at ten thirty. I can't. I've, I've got into a bad habit already. The first few days this year, I was getting up at like seven, and it was like the best thing ever. And sure enough, yeah. my schedule just gradually went back round, as it always does. Mm. I hate it. I hate myself for it, and I just wish I could get around it. Do I lack self-discipline? I don't know.
1: Maybe I don't think so. I don't think it's, so. just I think it's I more just it. that you um, stay maybe up ten- all night. Editing videos. I mean, that—that's the real issue, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I might be part of it. By the way, my
2: friend—a yeah. uh, friend—approached me the other day and said, "I didn't know you liked the Spice Girls." I was like, "What are you want about the Spice Girls? Where's this come from?" <laughs> and apparently, we talked about it on the podcast last week or something. I've forgotten Oh yes we did We girls. reviewed
1: We uh, very um, uh, Problematically reviewed How sexy <laughs> Spice Girl was I seem to recall <laughs> Oh we basically <laughs> said That, that? when we were children Which ones we found More attractive And I won Because mine was correct What was it You said Jerry Halliwell right Jerry Horner Jerry It was Jerry or Scary Spice Really I guess Isn't it <laughs> Scare, no, no, Emma Bunton no, all the way. No, Emma Bunton, you're just the one, by, the you, one that's just all cute, so it doesn't say boo to a
0: goose. <laughs> I don't think I've ever I, met my a birthday, single Spice Girl
2: for my birthday. I want a cameo from Emma Bunton, and that'll mm. make my birthday complete. That's
1: what I want. Are any of the Spice Girls I, on cameo? Uh,
2: no, I want you to literally go into London and <laughs> go into your I old radio it. station and be like, Oh, I, yeah, Emma,
1: do Chris a video. Just like you yeah. do with Brian Cranston, what I want, I push care. push my way celebs. through reception, to sort of go. I don't, and I don't work here anymore. But I've got to get to a Spice Girl. I've got to get to Emma Bunton. So yeah, yeah, wave you, wave you, yeah, yeah. Not seen you in a while. Not seen how extreme you've become Peter. <laughs>
2: oh, Probably man. fine. I, I realise though, I've, I've become. Um, Recently, like in other episodes, I talked about Thunderbirds and all the stuff from mm. the 90s. Like, Thunderbirds was yeah. filmed in the 1960s. It had a resurgence in the 90s. And like, I realised I've been mm. going back to my childhood in the 90s and revisiting oh. certain things that get me nostalgic, which is A, the Spice mm. Girls, and B, Thunderbirds for some reason. And it That's made me realise the, ni- it- the 90s were
1: good. And then it was all downhill from there. Uh, Well, I think there's a real, obviously, a a massive resurgence into night stuff. But also, like, naughty stuff as well. There's quite a lot of... um, I'll go to quite... Like, if I had a choice for my perfect night, Is there are quite a few, like, emo nights on. I went to one before Christmas. And it was, like, uh, it was just this big ballroom in sort of Clapham, Clapham Grand, I think. And uh, there was a big emo night on. Except, like, the people who DJed, they didn't really play a lot of emo. They just played, like quite a lot of sort of like good Charlotte and Avril Lavigne and stuff. And it's like, well, it's not really emo, is it? I mean, like, I I know it's a Saturday night and you've got to get the punters in, but like, give us some Taken Back Sunday or, I don't know, some yellow card or something. I I, I mean, come on, guys. (laughs) Give me something. (laughs) (laughs) When I first came to Japan, I started working with
2: a Canadian guy, a friend of mine, Hmm. um, who's still here. And he was like, oh, I met Avril Lavigne at a party in Ottawa. I was like, cool. What happened then was like, did. she was kind of quiet and yeah.
1: That was the end of the story. I, like, wow. I, love,
2: I love the <laughs> thing is though, encounters. If, not,
1: if you've <laughs> not got a story if you've not got a story about a celebrity or if you've not got a story about someone like it's it's so kind of you you, you have to sort of invent something. And yes, she was did not wash her hands after the toilet. <laughs> like you have to invent something.
2: I mean I can't talk always going on about giving Elon Musk a birthday cake. These underwhelming or Kenneth Branner in a shoe shop, or whatever—like all these really underwhelming yeah. encounters
1: that suck. Honestly, but I think Elon <sighs> Musk is, stands apart as he's insane, <laughs> and also he <laughs> has dominated so much of our life um, through sheer force of finance. It's uh, yeah, absolutely, it's a weird one. absolutely. Twitter
2: X nightmare. Anyway, let's crack on with the story of the day uh, from. And I'm afraid I don't know how to read this. T i j m e n tigman teeman. It's a Dutch name, and I can't pronounce it, so somebody is going to have to tell me on Twitter, or X... ...how it's pronounced. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Teeman, we'll call him Teeman from the Netherlands, says, Hello, Christopher Pete. I've got a wild story from a study trip to Tokyo I did a few years back with our international student crew. So, after hitting a British pub on our first night, a Japanese girl and her Indian friend we bumped into invited us out for sushi at 4am. Most of us Mm. accepted it and headed onwards to this buzzing sushi joint where we talked and ate for another hour or so. The Indian guy even generously covered half our bill. A surreal experience, given the hour. Having wrapped up our sleep-deprived adventures and now aching for bed, one of the organisers and a close buddy of mine got a call just metres from our hostel. Turns out, while we were on our impromptu sushi extravaganza, some other students were still at the bar. An Irish lad thought it'd be a grand idea to quickly relieve himself out on the nearest building, that building being the Russian Embassy. Oh, good God. So, long story short, picture this unimpressed armed guards, an Irish student and a friend running on fumes, having to communicate apologies in various languages for a swift release. Despite the initial chaos, we're left with nothing more than a telling off, and thus was the the first unforgettable memory we made in Japan. (laughs) The first, the first of many. Uh, Keep up the good work, guys. Tijman from uh, Netherlands. His name I've butchered. Not so much a story as an encounter that luckily
1: didn't go as badly wrong as it could have done. That could have gone
2: on yeah. way way worse.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! I, I like that the I like that the Indian friend managed to um, unlock the Indian finance for half the sushi. It's nice stuff. It's, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, loop him in, um, but also like, isn't uh, d- d- down in like? Um, are the Russians being blamed down in Cuba for the Cuban like mystery weapon that have given all the people in the American embassy headaches? Dude, I presume it's closed down now because obviously they don't have diplomatic the microwave but, like the microwave, the, the, the popcorn syndrome, in the head right? thing. Havana mm. syndrome, that's what they call it, yeah. Um, aren't, aren't the Russians made that? Uh, you've got to be careful weighing on their embassy, that's all I'm saying. They could turn the tables on you. Havana syndrome, it's just
2: too many people mm. fucking having mojitos and pina coladas in Cuba <laughs> after working at the embassy. Nonsense. Uh, oh, it's Havana it, syndrome, isn't it, rushed. Yeah. Pete Donaldson's got Havada syndrome most Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's fucking... It's <laughs> a microwave... It probably is a microwave weapon, though, in all seriousness. But we can only speculate. <laughs> but uh, on the subject of nationality, this week, uh, a report came out. <laughs> that 87% of Very Japanese... Very enjoyable. I oh, know, right? Lovely link. We're the best in the business. Uh, 87% of Japanese people don't feel friendly... Towards China, shock, horror, amazement, except unless Mm. you've been to Japan more than once. (laughs) This isn't a surprise at all. To be Mm. fair, that is quite a high number. I think it's the highest I've ever seen it. Um, Phyllis and Pete, why is everyone in Japan not like China? What's going on?
1: Well, oh, I mean, right. I, I suppose we could point to any, um, any uh, item in the, uh, in the menu, in the receipt, I suppose, uh, with the two countries doing, doing, doing what they've done over the years. But uh, a record 86.7% of Japanese do not feel friendly towards China. A Japanese government poll showed uh, as bilateral relations remain tense over a number of issues. The million survey of 3,000 Japanese nationals aged thirteen or over living in the country uh, received valid responses from uh, 1,500 people. The government started conducting similar polls in 1975 to help formulate its foreign policy. Never ask the people... To formulate your foreign policy, good God! Um, The record figure, up (laughs) from eighty-one percent in the previous survey to eighty-six, was the highest since the question was added in seventy-eight to the annual diplomatic surveys conducted by the Cabinet Office. Mm. Um, Probably something to do with the recent ban on marine products shipped from Japan to to, uh, China, imposed last August after the uh, radioactive water discharge in the uh, uh, from Fukushima. Um, Bilateral tensions have also grown uh, amid. Um, the Chinese vessels dicking about uh, near uh, Senkaku Islands in the East China Sea, uh, the are claimed by that by Beijing, uh, which call them Diaoyu. Um, and on a more positive note, uh, the survey showed an improvement in sentiment regarding South Korea, with fifty two point eight percent feeling they feel saying they feel friendly towards the country, up from forty five point nine percent. There's actually yeah. in uh, in England, there's a, a bit of a um, situation that, that that grew and then kind of shriveled up. There was some um, kind of ccp um uh, supporters at i think Mm. i think it was king's cross or um might have been st pancras station in london uh and they were doing some kind of filming for the chinese new year and there's a man on youtube who uh he's he's just constantly um playing the you know you know in like um public uh, areas in, in in london you'll occasionally see like a piano that people will just yeah. somebody will just leave a sort of stand up piano, and you can have a play if you're if you if you're so inclined. Um, which is which is you know it's quite a nice bit of public arts. You know, nice, nice little pu- bit of uh, public function uh, to go with those nails that they hammer mm. into the uh, into the benches, so homeless people can not sit there. So it's, it's you know weird sort of um, <laughs> sort of change there, but. um there's yes. a man who, there's there's a man who sort of goes around just playing this piano and he, he he's on youtube and he you know he plays the the boogie woogie piano here and there and um mm. uh, apparently uh, there's a video where uh, the, the ccp members basically just tell him to stop filming <laughs> and he's like going it's a free oh. country. I'm allowed to do what I want, and and he's a bit of a a dick, and they're a massive dick, and they just have this big sort of squabble about who's touching whose flag, um, and oh so it's kind of like uh, so it's a, it all becomes very um, very aggressive very quickly, uh, and uh, it's just an interesting little bit of oh the CCP they're all they're all around doing doing manoeuvres. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean it's not a surprise. This isn't
2: surprising. Every person I speak to in Japan, Japanese folks. Are mm. unanimous in their dislike for for China. It's unfortunate, you know. I've, one of my best students was um, half Chinese, and I've met lots of great Chinese people here. So it's always it always feels wrong to scapegoat everyone in a country, right? Um, while we're in recording the um, a journey across Japan episode that's coming out, probably when of this videos come out, we went to an onsen. Mm. Pete and I, uh, we there's a bus you have to take to get from like the car park into the onsen town because it's very remote. You can't right. drive up to it; so you have to take this bus. And on one of the last last buses out of the town, we just Mm. couldn't get on it because there was um, quite a lot of Chinese tourists, a very big tour Mm. group. And there was about six of us, me, Pete, um, a few others in the crew, right, Ian and Sharla, and um, Mm. we just couldn't get on the bus. And one of the tour guides, Chinese tour guide, was getting really angry at us for, like, trying to get on this bus. And we were getting really angry that we couldn't get on the bus because – there was just uh, so many Chinese tourist folks there. And I've never seen... Mm. I think Pete and I got really angry because this woman was just getting really angry and shouting at us in sort of <laughs> broken Chinese English, <laughs> not letting us on the bus. But it's unfortunate. Um, I'll never forget, I went to a uh, Ryokan up in Tohoku once and uh, checked in with Sharla. I think it was like a Valentine's mm. Day thing. It can be romantic sometimes. Uh, mm. And we went there, got in the room, and the woman <laughs> came in, the... Uh, the woman that ran the real Khan, before really saying anything, she just went, "Oh, foreign, but thank God you're not Chinese." And we were like, "Oh, but, yeah, yeah, great." And then she was like, "When Chinese customers come, they eat the food and spit it on the floor." And she was like being really graphic. And I was like, "Regardless of whether or not this is the case, this isn't professional. You can't now. When customers arrive, you don't go and start berating." like another nationality like that. It was really weirdly mm. unprofessional, especially, you know, you, you don't re- have that sort of re- encounter re- Japan. kind of honor. <laughs> No, I'm like, I've come for this romantic getaway in this lovely mm. traditional inn. Side am getting figurism. is, Oh, yeah, just hearing this yeah. like, awful rhetoric. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised this has crept up given that uh, back in September last year, China did ban all Japanese seafood because of the Fukushima water being mm. released, um, which was, Mainly done out of politics, especially as Chinese, uh, the water around China is equally, if not more, polluted. Uh, yeah.
1: I think. For, because I there's think a lot also- more, there's
2: tons of nuclear reactors spilling out uh, treated and untreated water full of cesium along their caseline as well. Um, mm. like, the, the numbers are just as bad as Japan, if not worse. I about, think it's also
1: it? I think it's also because you are um I mean obviously familiarity um when it, when there's any kind of inter country uh, relations familiarity does breed contempt I'm sure the figures for um uh, Britain and the uh, uh, the French uh, the French uh, would probably be exactly the same to be honest uh, I don't know uh, it it's just simply goes It goes because... deeper
2: in Japan and China though doesn't it I oh, mean oh, there's yeah, definitely a I mean there's, 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 there, I mean, there's, there's been a
1: lot of right? very recent uh Um, sort of skirmishes and invasions uh, in their history. So, I mean, you Mm. can understand why. Certainly, throughout my
2: time living here, I've seen relations between Japan go up and down, um, but mostly down in the last few years Mm. since the um, President Xi Jinping came into power in China. Uh, It doesn't seem... And and obviously, with the threat of uh, war in Taiwan going up by the day, um, I think a lot of Japanese folks are uneasy about that and whatnot. Um, getting dragged into that as well. So, mm. yeah, I think that's why, going back to how I started today's episode, the nostalgia around the, the 90s, it was so wonderful, so magical. yeah. And now it's like, you open the newspaper,
1: it's like, World War Three. it's coming next Tuesday, and it's like, oh, shit. I think it's because, like- I think we we all kind of feel that way, but I think it's because we were all children in in those decades. I was a child. You we were a child. I mean, I was to a, to to let to a lesser extent. Let's make that very no, clear. You I'm you were, you were older. I'm, I was. You were i I'm technically a were... millennial, by, but but a very old one. About as old as a millennial can be. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 sad. But but we do kind of start when there's trouble on the horizon and we're grown up and we're having to deal with all of these horrible things. You know, world recessions and and all this stuff. We do kind of start to regress into our into our nostalgia and that's why mm. you know barbies are, barbies on the on the in the cinema making billions of pounds and we just sort of we go back to where it all started for us and stuff because that's where we yes. find comfort uh, i say this with a boggling literally behind me <laughs> <laughs> yes the
2: horrible creature um horrible and creature. also on the subject of barbie and barbenheimer and all that uh, i did hear the oppenheimer He's finally getting released in Japan, I think, in the right. second quarter of this year. Uh, okay. So it's. I saw it when I was overseas anyway. If I'd been waiting mm. around, I'd been very disappointed. Um, and not a lot of people... There's no real word on why they delayed it um, either. Mm. Obviously, at the time it was released back in July last year, it was said to be out of politeness because of the uh, the anniversary of the bombings and whatnot. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's coming out in March.
1: Fingers crossed. I I would be tempted to to go and see it again. It's very good. Who's going to be dubbing the uh, bomb? Who's going to be the voice of the bomb? The Japanese voice of the bomb? (laughs) Natsuki. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Kaboom. Might ruin Hoffa
2: somewhat. Take away any credibility. Um, but uh, yeah I don't know I wish I w- it's it's nice to see South Korea and Japan getting along a bit better I don't think we reported it but uh, after the earthquake recently South Korea pledged some um, aid to the uh, the region of Notte to help them through the earthquake which is a really nice gesture it went down very well here mm. um, again like South Korea and Japan always at loggerheads over World War 2 and the aftermath of that mm. but I just yeah it's a shame I wish all the countries could get on better especially South Korea and Japan given there's such similar countries at such a similar sort of development level and everything and economically i just yeah, wish they'd get I on mean
1: better. i think ta- i think tactically i mean you s- I, I sort of worry and you know we won't get in in, in a politics because goodness me if i ever express an opinion the youtube comments do you would never uh, do that please come in rage people. never hear the end of it but um i, I you do fear of uh, a donald trump republican um us situation simply because um, Xi Jinping, I'll just go. Hey, you know, half my missiles may very well be filled with water. I may, my, uh, my readiness <laughs> of my army may not be all that, but um, I reckon it will probably take Taiwan because uh, Donald Trump probably wouldn't, um, wouldn't uh, seek to defend. Um, and then, you know, so Japan has to kind of, mm. and, and North Korea will probably have a bit of a giggle as well. So uh, yeah, you, you do, you do sort of about worry that, about yeah. the stability of the of not having a grown up in the room um, for the next four years. But yeah, you know.
2: I'm yeah, just I mean, going to play
1: with my Boglins
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's uh, There is a good chance yeah, If Trump does uh, become president That there will be a greater degree Of instability because America is less Likely to
1: commit to Defending Taiwan amongst other things A lot of, but... lot of raptors testing the fences Over the last four years and uh, after, mm. after Covid because obviously No one's got any bloody money to, uh, to help defend Other countries It's going to be interesting mm. and by interesting I, I mean fucking scary Get Pete Dawson conscripted back into the army. I heard the
2: yeah. UK was tempted to look into it this year. They were, be, yeah, they were talking about... <laughs> Pete Dawson cons- on the front lines. <laughs> they were talking
1: about conscription. And going, Yeah, yeah, good look at that one. Get <laughs> look at that one. I don't think but, anyone's going to be that interested. I think we've, <laughs> we're too busy on TikTok, guys. But yeah, no, I, I think
2: definitely a very uncertain year ahead and um, mm. something we'll be discussing later on in the year, I'm sure. Uh, mm. we we'll are back in this moment, guys, with your stories, comments and questions in The facts Machine. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson, fill us in.
1: I got a message from Filipino Pete, uh, my brother. (laughs) Filipino brother, Filipino Pete. (laughs) Um, Hello, Centurion Chris and Prieto Pete. Uh, My question is this. Is there anything we should be aware of when touring Japan with a baba? I'm going to be going with my sister and my baby nephew, and I want them to have a good time. Yet I also worry about our group unintentionally inconveniencing others. The nephew's great. He's a good little boy. Uh, but you never know when <laughs> kids that young can start throwing a tantrum, especially in public. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Been listening to your show for quite a while now, and it's very awesome to see you both doing this on YouTube as well as as well as this. Uh, kind of regards, Filipino Pete. Uh, b- baby changing facilities. I've recently um, had to deal with baby changing facilities in a couple of places. Because uh, mm. my mate was uh, my mate's got banned, um, and I was helping out. Um, it's there's not there seems to be uh, certainly in Essex a lot of provision for baby changing facilities in the female toilets, but not the men's. Very upsetting. Well, this
2: is one of those questions where I have absolutely no real experience. I will say though, <laughs> lots of toilet. Yeah, like Japan is the yeah, king of just public lots toilets. of toilets around. Yeah, they're yeah. so they're so good. Like whenever I go, yeah. like when I was back in Canada last year. Uh, mm. I was mortified at the public toilets in comparison to Japan. Or oh, we're in the UK as well. Awful. In mm. Japan, very clean, very brand new mm. often, very nice and great. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, anything else though? I'm, I'm not really a man for the job on that one, but I, th- I think Japan is a great place to uh, travel with a baby. Just be wary of the tiny hotel rooms. can be kind of cramped, I guess, right? Mm. Being stuck in a tiny room with a crying baby. Yeah, Ain't going to be yeah. fun. Uh, we got one here from Tyson who says, Hello, Chikan, Chris, and Puru. What's that? Puroresu. Oh, pro wrestler. Puroresu. Puroresu. Wrestle Pete. I'll be setting off my very first solo trip to Japan in late January. My question is if I were to walk in any convenience store um, and after pointing at something I wanted and paying, would I be upsetting anyone by thanking the store clerk with a joyous, Arigato, Konbini san? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It sounds funny and playful to me, but I'd rather not be walking around with my awful Japanese upsetting strangers. And thanks for the wonderful podcasts. Fingers crossed. We'll get Natsuki one day on the podcast. All the best, Tyson. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily <laughs> go with that one. Don't do that. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you wouldn't walk into a fucking Walmart and be like, Arigato Walmart-san to the person at the <laughs> checkout, Right. They'll be like, what are you on about? Get out. Arigato. Tesco, <laughs> man. Don't do it. They'll just think you're weird. Uh, we've got one last one from Annie. He says, Hello, Creaky Chris and Party Pete. My husband keeps asking me why the Abroad Japan videos all have stars in the thumbnails now, at least for the last year. Chris, Ooh. is this some sort of clever algorithmic design or way to get more views on YouTube? Thanks, Chris has Annie. joined a cult.
1: Chris has joined yeah. a cult. He's joined like it's a secret. weird cult that Can't he has tell to put why. stars
2: in all of the thumbnails. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be a big like <laughs> that. What's that thing that people point at their eye? Something is
1: supposed to be a conspiracy. Oh, so when you, oh, when God people God. sort of take pictures of like Beyonce and she's doing a triangle or something, like, look, Illuminati. Conspiracy. Illuminati again. Illuminati.
2: It's an Illuminati conspiracy and definitely not a way <laughs> to boost the click-through rate by making a contrast in the thumbnail. Um, yeah, generally right. I've, I did it because I thought it war- it would increase the click-through rate. As far as right. I could tell, it has worked. I don't know why mm. it or how. I don't know the magic behind it, really. But yeah, it does work. Having a thumb, having a, oh. a star
1: in in certain thumbnails no that idea. are relevant to the topic, like hotel or restaurant kind of thing. Um, Honestly, man, I could I could be doing this show for twenty years, and we will, Chris. Yes. Um, oh, but I, right I will never <laughs> figure out what makes a good thumbnail. <laughs> it is. <sighs> it's by its very nature formulated, but I just do not understand the formula. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most successful thumbnails
2: are the ones that, aren't, that don't look too photoshopped. That's rule number one, right? Always try and take something that looks natural, holding right. a food or doing something in the moment, and also holding something, doing something. If it's just right. you standing there, it doesn't really work. You've got to be doing something related to the title. So, so there bizarre. is a, a sort of science to it, a psychology to it. Didn't help me on the latest video. That bombed off a cliff. Uh, the Doctor Jelly music video. Making that video, I I um I nearly didn't release the video because it was the one where we made the Doctor J- uh, Doctor Jelly music video in a school. Mm. I nearly mm. didn't release it because the weather was really bad. It fucked our plans, and I was really tired that day. And mm. it's a it's it's a shit video. It's the only video in Journey Across Japan that I think is objectively <laughs> just shit. However, we made a Doctor Jelly music video which is kind of good, and I had yeah, to salvage good, that good, and put it good tune. in. Yeah, good good tune. Well, the tune's good. So what I'll do Ian's is I'll leave up it up a few days. <laughs> Ian is okay. in it, and he's great. Ian's in but, it. But like, just nothing happens in the video because the weather right. was rubbish and we were kind of stuck in this corner of Akita where there's nothing on a rainy day, as beautiful as it is. Mm. So, unfortunate. And I probably will unlist it from YouTube. So if you're watching this, enjoy the video titled I Tried Filming a Music Video in a School – because it will be gone very soon, uh, mm. as is... I, I think quality control is really important. I don't like putting up videos that are kind of not worthy of a viewer's time, and this is one that's mm. dangerously close to that. But uh, Dr. Jelly's worth it. I hope you enjoyed the video, guys. Jerry did a great job bashing that song out in like 25 minutes, writing it in the corner of mm. an abandoned school. <laughs> The man's a, mag- a magician. He's pure magic, his old jelly.
1: I um, I was a bit annoyed that he didn't rhyme jelly with skelly, like shot for skeleton. He he went for the full skeleton. I was like, say skelly, I know what you mean.
2: <laughs> I think, I don't think people would have got, I wouldn't have got that, I wouldn't have got that. Good no. lyrics, okay, though, good right, lyrics. And a cracking <laughs> good video, check it out. But for now, guys, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a broad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to so all over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, Out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here. Do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now.
1: Abroad in Japan is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator
0: Network.